get your guidance from jewelers that are amazing and uh, rocking it in areas of your weaknesses. Um, have a plan and be focused on that plan and that will really help you grow. Welcome to The Chic Space, a podcast by Premier Designs, where you hear stories from our jewelers about Premier's purpose of enriching lives and training tips on how you can build your business. Your hard work and dedication to your Premier business does not go unnoticed, which is why we're happy to announce that now when you renew your jeweler contract and license to sell Premier Designs for a full year, you'll receive $300 in retail jewelry and $50 in business essential. Plus, new jewelers who join with the Shine Boutique can upgrade to a full year and enjoy these same perks. For this episode, your host is Bob Bolander, Vice President of Marketing Services. Well, I'm excited about today's Chic Space episode as we continue to introduce some of our amazing jewelers to our premier family. And I am excited about the young lady joining us today, Four Diamond Designer, who has been in premier for 11 years now from upstate New York. It is Aaron Ludwig. Aaron, welcome to the Chic Space. Thank you so much for having me, Bob. I tell you, Aaron, you have been busy this last year, a member of the 25,000 Retail Club and sponsoring 10 new jewelers, part of the Sponsor 10 Club, and having done over 500 jewelry shows. And uh, you are you are rocking it, Aaron. And I tell you, it's exciting to see what you're doing, but there's a story behind all of that. And I think you've even got some intention behind it. So I want to start by asking you to introduce yourself to all of us and tell us about Aaron Ludwig and your family. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, yes, I uh, live in Honeyway Falls, New York, right outside of Rochester, New York. I have an amazing husband, Eric, uh, two children, Alexis, who will be eight next month, and Ethan, who just turned six. And we have a dog, Daisy. And I just absolutely love Premier. We have been through all walks of life with Premier. Uh, I have worked from full-time um, as an occupational therapist when I first started Premier down to part-time when we moved. Um, I actually was able to stay home with our children. And then Eric separated from the Navy and he stayed home with me as well to work the business. And it's just transitioned us through a lot of walks. And I'm actually currently back as an occupational therapist in early intervention. And I love that I can do two things. Um, but my heart and my passion is truly within Premier. I also love to swim, travel, and I love to read. <laughs> Very good. And I tell you, you do have a great husband and Eric, and you mentioned uh, he had been in the Navy. Uh, was he in the Navy when you started with Premier? He was. I had. We had just been newly married about a year and was living in Memphis, Tennessee. He was going to through Seaman to Admiral, where he was a prior enlisted and was going to school. And after school, he was beco becoming an officer. So we moved shortly after I joined Premier in Memphis um, to Jacksonville, Florida, about six months, and he went off to be on deployments. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for your service as that military wife and certainly for Eric. But with all of that, obviously, um, your story with Premier began in Memphis and you weren't there for long after you became a jeweler. So tell us how you got into Premier and how it became a part of your life. Absolutely. I went to a jewelry show. I was asked by a friend to help be someone to be at the show because she wasn't sure how many people were going to be coming. Um, at this point, I and you hear it a lot, I wore little to no jewelry. I had 
because I wore scrubs every day in the hospital system. I wore stud earrings, um, but I went to the jewelry show to help my friend and I fell in love with the jewelry and bought way more than expected. And I somehow said yes to having my own show because of those amazing charm bracelets. And Dana, who was um, the premier um, consultant at the time, I just loved her energy. I loved her heart. And she asked me uh, after my show, would I be willing just to sit down with her and hear a little bit more about Premiere? And because I loved her already, I said yes. And she shared with me how I could do this on the side to make a little bit of extra money for my student loans. Because I had shared with her, I was working overtime as an occupational therapist and was tired. I was really feeling burnt out by my full-time job. And she knew that I was about to move. And she said, what a great way for you to meet in and um, have a great time and do something that's fun while your husband's deployed. And she really just got to my heart. She is amazing in that way, um, but also wanted to meet with my husband before we made any decision. So she and her husband, Carrie, met with my husband and I to chat. And after that, Eric looked at me and said, okay, I know you're going to do this and try it. And I think you're going to do great. And um, yeah, after that, I knew that that was what I wanted to do when we moved to Jacksonville. That is awesome. So when you went to that first show, you were just doing a favor for a friend. You had no idea that God had something in store for you as a jeweler with Premier. Exactly. Now, let me ask you a question. The, the Since Dana and the way she approached you, she built that relationship. You, you know, you fell in love with her first. You had a relationship. And then as she continued to follow up with you, about considering it as a jeweler. Do you model some of that with your new jewelers and your prospects? Uh, how, how do you take that and carry it forward to your prospects? I love this question because one of the funniest things that Dana and I love to share with each other is the fact that I told her no five times. I said no on my um, per, like the customer profile at the show, I said, no, that I was not interested in hearing it. So I think the fact that she followed up with me five different times to both hear about the business in conjunction with asking me if I'd like to join the business. And I said no to her, or I was one of those that didn't even respond to her messages. I can't believe I'm saying that, but it's true. I didn't. Um, I think I was intimidated by it all. So what I found from, from that experience is that I needed more time. I took about three to four months before I actually joined Premiere. Um, and I find that that's exactly how I do the same thing with my prospects now is I'm giving them time. If I don't hear back from them, I'm following up with them just with them about a month later, maybe, and telling them I'm thinking about them. That's all Dana did. She would tell me, I'm thinking about you. Uh, if you're ever interested in chatting again, let me know. And she always invited me to events that she was having. Um, and no, there was no pressure. So that's kind of what she taught me. And then especially with my husband, who was a recruiter in the Navy, said the same thing. You want to have that follow-up and just reaching out to them to build that relationship over a period of time. And if it's meant for them, and if God wants them to be in this business, they will join. Oh, very good. Very good. So it boils down to relationships and not writing people off. I love you said you told Dana no five different times. <laughs> Absolutely not. I am not interested. And Dana just smiled as she does and uh, just kept building a relationship. So a great, great lesson for us as we look at the prospects in our lives. So thank you very much for that. Um, when I kind of go, because when you became a jeweler, uh, you mentioned as well that you moved a number of times. Was there a point that your business 
took off or was it hit the ground running from day one? No, I would say uh, it's funny because apart when I was thinking back about my journey with Premier, it was very up and down my first several years. Um, I quite I didn't know that I understood the amazingness that Premier had to offer, not because I didn't want to learn it. I think because of all the transitions and not clearly having a purpose for Premier other than the student loans, I didn't see anything further. So I maybe did, I think I was um, sharing with one of my jewelers, 12 shows my first year. And so it wasn't until I moved to Jacksonville. And I remember Dina saying something to me, you know, I said, Dana, I really want to throw this and I'm, I'm nervous and I'm scared. And she told me to open up a yellow book um, and I still laugh at this or a white pages and go through and look at certain um, organizations or offices that would allow you to come in um, to share your jewelry. And she said, go for the no, go for a hundred no's. And she, it was that point that I realized I wanted it so bad and I wanted so much to learn more about the company that I was willing to do it that I realized there was more for me within Premier. So it was probably when I moved to Jacksonville, almost a year after I joined that I really said to myself, I, I really want to do all things Premier. I want to learn more. I want to grow more. And I'm willing to do it. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. You mentioned something else Dana challenged you with to go for a hundred no's. Now, that's terrifying to a lot of ladies to think, what? One no is bad enough. But what happened when you went for all those rejections? Honestly, it was really hard. I remember calling her after probably the first several and saying, Dana, these people think I'm crazy. <laughs> and she said, no. She said, just keep doing what you're doing. And what I found by the end of the process, I only got two. I got a... Um, and really nice luxury apartment um, building that allowed me to come in before the holidays in the fall. And then I had a church vendor event within about a month of each other. Um, what I found though, is I, my confidence grew so much after that hundredth no. And I realized, wow, these people don't think I'm crazy. Uh, they are really kind. Uh, there were some that said, I don't know, call us back. And I did the follow-up and it just wasn't the right thing, but it really built my confidence in the fact that people don't, they don't know if you don't ask. And if a no isn't mean they don't like you, it just means it's just not right for them. Hmm. A no is does not mean they don't like you. It just means not right now for them. That's good. Very good. Don't make it personal. That's, I love yeah. that counsel. Well, you know, you have, obviously you got off to that, what you'd call a slow start. You, you kind of got a bigger vision of what Premier could do. Well, you know, when we look at you today, you've got a steady business. So I'm going to ask, is there a system behind that? Uh, do you approach your business in a certain way that leads to that consistency? Well, I would say something that happened, um, it's funny because like I said, I've had up, probably ups and downs in this business as I'm sure some of the more um, seasoned jewelers would agree with, but something that happened with me specifically was something last fall. Uh, there was so many different changes that occurred uh, and over the past few years that I kind of had just lost my way of like, what am I supposed to do in this business and what is my direction? And, and I remember just praying I mean, intentional praying about the direction of my business, about the direction of our team, uh, where I was supposed to go, was I supposed to stay in? And one of the things that I found is that he never gave me the clarity to leave. He gave me the clarity to push through and continue going with what I was doing. And that was really profound to me because I, not that I was waiting for the other aspect, is that 
prayer, looking back, was so amazing in the fact that he was able to show me that, no, you're supposed to continue doing what you're doing. You're supposed to continue loving and serving through this. And it was then like this light bulb moment happened. And I know it was from him is back to what you love about this business. And that's exactly what I did. I went back to being with people in their homes. And it was like I something clicked and and started getting consistent shows, uh, consistent sharing. And now I kind of follow what's called my four by four method. And it's helpful with with some of my leaders on my team. We've kind of designed this to help us to say, how are we going to grow our business together? And it's just holding a minimum of four jewelry events a month, sharing with a minimum of four people a month, having four buying opportunities a month and making four new contacts a week. So when you're kind of looking at a month at a glance, we're looking at making sure that we have a minimum of four jewelry events on our calendar. And that can look different to anybody. So for me personally, I know my my minimum of four have to be in person because that's where my uh, my love is. I absolutely love being with a group of women. It may look different to one of my uh, leaders who loves being online. And she does a lot of Facebook events. And then the four buying opportunities are a flash sale, maybe on your VIP page. I do a MailChimp once a month to my promotions group that offers a sale of the month. Uh, It might look like making contacts with your customer care calls. And I do $10 off coupons to people that have purchased within the past month. So it's allowing them an opportunity to buy, but not have to have a jewelry show or be attached to a jewelry show. And then for me, some of my Facebook events don't pan out. So I use a buying opportunity as a Facebook event, because what I love is I know that I need those four minimum jewelry shows. So I'm just offering other buying opportunities for ladies that don't maybe want to have a jewelry show. They can jump on my Facebook event and they can use their $10 off coupon um, or and just have some fun watching and seeing the new jewelry collection. Uh, And then the four minimum sharing is just making sure that we have opportunities on our calendar once a week to share the opportunity for yourself. And then if you have a team for your team. So that's kind of the four by four. Oh, very good. I love that. Let me ask you a little follow up on, you know, we we use the term booking. Uh, you of how you talked about selling events because it doesn't matter whether it's in a home or whether it's digital. It's just an opportunity for people to shop. Uh, how how do you schedule those? Do you have a plan uh, to get those four? Do you what, how do you approach that? Yes, I. This is all learned from amazing jewelers um, to look at your calendar two to three months in advance. I am a big stickler on that only because my life now is so different than it was when I first joined. I now have children that are in activities. Uh, I have work. I work full time. So I look at my calendar two to three months in advance and I make sure that all my family stuff is on there first. And then I have specific days blocked out for premiere. So whether it's for my jewelry events, it's for my buying opportunities, if I'm doing a Facebook event, and or for sharing events. I also have my team workshop and team uh, training calls as well booked on there. So that way I have no excuse. So let's say I have a show that postpones or cancels. I am working premiere that night. I'm going to make some new contacts. I'm going to make some follow-ups. And that way I'm replacing that show with a show. So I really have a clear, it's color-coded calendar to really help me make sure that I stay intentional on my calendar, but also on my, what I'm doing with Premiere. 
That's great. And I love something you said. When you have a cancellation, it doesn't mean you don't have anything to do that night. You still work your business that night and try to replace that event in the future. Is that what your focus is? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, very good. I have to have that minimum of four events. And um, so I really always make sure, okay, am I able to get something at the end of the month or should I just go ahead and get something for the following month? So I'm already taking care of that show. Very good. Very good. Well, I love that. Um, you know, you mentioned your calendar and uh, you've got this four by four, you've got all of this. Is your calendar kind of your lifeblood? Is, is everything going to your calendar? Yeah. And uh, how, how do you, how do you work your calendar? Yes, absolutely. So I pretty much look the two to three months in advance and then I sit down and I crunch out like a 30 day action plan. So what am I needing? If I'm not liking the way my next month looks, I'm going to go ahead and sit down and see what my three areas of focus are that I need to be working on. If it's events, then what do I need to be doing? How many events do I need? So how many contacts do I need to make that week to make sure that I have those events? Um, and then same with sharing opportunity. I make sure as my sharing opportunities on, am I chatting with my team about who they're having on and making sure that we're just staying consistent each week because it's not only a, a, a month by month, it's week by week, day to day. Your daily habits of what you do to work on uh, is really going to impact your calendar. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, your calendar is obviously a major tool for you, but why don't you talk a little bit about the other tools, whether they're premier provided or whether it's something else that you've uh, gathered? What are, what are the tools that are a part of your business? Well, I have to just love on Premiere for this specific thing because I think we have, and I'm biased because I'm in Premiere, but we have the best resources out there with YouTube and Facebook trainings, with the Premiere site, with Gem University. There are so many ways for us to learn and grow. And it just encourages me when I hear a new jeweler say, I went on YouTube and I watched X, Y, and Z, and I went on Gem University and watched X, Y, and Z. There are so many things at our fingertips now than ever before. Um, the GEM University, what I love most about it is the fact that it's at your fingertips and you can take it bit by bit. I remember when I first got started and I was helping new jewelers join, I would hand them a massive binder and they would look with, look at me like, oh my goodness, this is so much stuff. And now they can take it at small chunks and really learn at their pace. So love GEM University. Absolutely direct all of my jewelers to that. And then the last thing is I absolutely love the Sparkle Plan. It's an amazing tool for sponsors and new jewelers um, as well. This is a really easy, streamlined method to get them off to an amazing start again in small chunks so it doesn't seem so overwhelming and it seems super manageable. Oh, that's great. Now, when you use that Sparkle Plan, you help your new jeweler through that. Um, how, how often are you talking to her when she's a brand new jeweler? Every day, once a week? Uh, what does that contact look like? I would say almost every day to every other. And I encourage them to ask me as many questions and no question is off limits. I will have many new jewelers say, I feel like they just asked you this, or I feel like this question is silly. I always tell them there is no silly question. And oh my goodness, every day, because usually I'm giving them a task too, especially when they first join. One of the things that I want them to work on is getting bookings. Um, I want them to work on getting those gem membership orders within the first week now with this amazing promotion. So I'm giving them small little tasks to work on. And then when they come back to me and say that they've completed it, I'm giving them another little fun thing to work on just to keep them encouraged and motivated and excited. 
Oh, very good. Very good. You know, so it sounds like you approach both booking shows for yourself and working with new jewelers the same way. You, you are very intentional. It's a part of your daily plan, part of your weekly plan. And, uh, and, that, and that leads and results in the success that you have. So I appreciate that example. Um, Want to ask you a little bit about life. You mentioned when you introduced yourself, you got a big family, even got a dog named Daisy. So you've got this big family. Uh, they're, they're involved in so many activities. How do you balance home and a busy life at this season in your life with your premier business? That is an awesome question. I feel like that's always the, um, you know, the question mark of how do we, how do we have balance? And I think what it is, is realizing that my family, well, God comes first really. And making sure that I have that time with him is crucial, but also that my family is taken care of, that I am not neglecting any of my duties or roles in the home. Um, and that then my work comes following. And the fun part of it is I've incorporated Premier so much into um, our talk with with our children that they, my daughter will tell people, oh, she's the jewelry lady. And it is adorable to hear my eight-year-old daughter hear that um, and ask, oh, are you going to a jewelry show? Are you going to your, to see your jewelry um, team members? She calls them sisters. We call ourselves the sisterhood. So it's really, really sweet when they are now incorporated in it and they realize what a blessing it has been. We talk about the trips that we're able to take due to the money that we have and we're going to a big amusement park due to the fact that I'm going out and doing jewelry shows this month and I'm using that money towards it. So using um, and sharing with your family what Premier has done for you is only going to allow that balance of just making sure everything is incorporated together and working together. Does it always run smoothly? No, I have small children and sometimes I can get really excited about Premier that my husband will say, okay, you've talked nonstop <laughs> for the last hour. Um, and sometimes it's just being able to share, but he's so gracious and is willing to give me pointers. So yeah, it's just become a really fun family business that we really have enjoyed. Oh, that's great. I love that. And uh, you do have a beautiful family and I'm glad that you continue to talk about how Premier is a part of your family. It's, it's not a separate thing over here. They're not losing mama. Mommy's over there working so that the family can have this time together. That's great. Um, let's think about the new jewelers. We talked a little bit about the sparkle plan, but I, I want to ask you uh, for a new jeweler who's listening to this podcast, what advice do you have for her? Brand new jeweler. She's just getting started. What's your, what are your key points of advice? You know, what's really interesting is I was thinking about this and I thought about you and it's really funny that you're doing being the host because you said something that impacted me early on in my uh, premier career is the fact that you said, please give this business three years. And it really stuck with me. And it's something I actually share with my jewelers, my new jewelers is, is to don't give up, um, give this business three solid years because the first year you are learning, you're, you're deciding on how you want to operate your business. You are gaining all this insight from all the resources and training that are around you. And then that second year, you're really tweaking things to make it your own and you're becoming a little bit more confident. And then the third year, your confidence is either at a really all time and you know, you're going for it, or that's the year you kind of say, all right, is this next step right for me? And I'll never forget that you did that training one time and it really impacted me. And it's something that I continue to share with any jeweler and jewelers that are in. Very good. So the consistency you talked about earlier over long term is where you see the results. So uh, that, that's great. So I appreciate you sharing that. Um, and anything else, any other pointers that you would give to a, a new jeweler who's maybe feeling like this business 
isn't going anywhere, you know, like yourself that first year, you didn't do a lot. So we've got jewelers that, yeah, they just really haven't done much with this business. What, what advice would you have for a gal in that situation? I would say don't give up. I know it's really easy to do that. It's easy to get discouraged because I've, I've been there. I've been at the point where you're like, is this really going to be uh, right for me? And honestly, don't give up. What I would really recommend is reach out to someone within Premier. Um, and, and ask them, ask a, su- a successful leader or jeweler what they're doing to propel themselves forward in this business and then tweak it and make it your own and attempt it. All The only way you're, I really feel that you can continue growing is the fact that you just try things and you try things and you try things and you might fail a lot, but guess what? The, re- the end result is so rewarding and cherishing and uh, amazing. Well, that's great. You know, it sounds like Aaron, you are the you are the master of failure, and that's the secret to your success. Because the you know the hundred no's and uh, keep failing forward. Uh, uh, but I love that attitude because most gals, when there's the, even the thought of failure, they they back away from that because there's a fear of failure. But you're not afraid of failure. Uh, you work through that. So I, I applaud you for that. And I appreciate that great example. Um, seasons have changed for you. We started off with your story. Your husband was in the Navy. You've moved, I think you said four times since you've been in premier. And so you're obviously coming to these different seasons. How do you adjust when a new season uh, comes your way? Oh my goodness. That's such a great question. I would say that I pray a lot. Uh, that's really through those. It's really the preparation too, because there's a lot of preparation that comes into those seasons if you know about them. So the deployments and the moves, uh, and then even transitioning to, um, occupational therapy again in the fall, I went back to OT. There was a lot of prayer that went into it and making sure that I was seeking the guidance from the right places, uh, to make any decisions going forward. So I really feel that when you're in a circumstance or in a uh, transition to something, that prayer is your best tool. And then again, seeking outside people to encourage you, motivate you and help you get through those changes. Uh, so, and time, I really, one thing I'll never forget Elizabeth Draper saying, especially with my moves, is she said, give yourself six months to a year. Don't try to like run out the gate, give yourself time to develop those relationships, make sure that you are uh, just continuing to do those daily habits and God will reward that. Mm, Very good. Very good. And again, there's that theme consistency over the long haul is really what leads to success. And you can't just expect it just to happen overnight. In fact, that's probably not even healthy to uh, try to make it happen overnight. Hey, any anything else that you'd want to share? Anything about your business? Uh, any any tips that are just like right on, on the tip of your tongue that you just got to make sure you share? Anything at all? Well, yeah. The only other thing that I would love to share is to someone that maybe um, is sitting and listening that says, you know, I, I can't do that or I can't be like that person or, um, you know, I just don't know that I'm meant for leadership or even going for star. And it's funny because I was really thinking about a time that was kind of a turning point for me in that same situation, because I typically am a person that really wants to, um, help others. I'm not someone that would want to go off and do and be intentional or do all the focused things. And I saw one of my premier friends, go off and rock and go right into leadership. And I sat there at Haven watching her. I'm like, well, I'm not like her. And I'm not, uh, I can't do what she does. And so I had all these excuses of why I couldn't do what she did. And it was like, it was like God smacked me and said, why not? 
Why, what is so different about you that you can't go for what she's going for? And I think when I stopped comparing myself to what everyone else was doing and comparing my business to someone else's business was when I really realized that, you know what, we can do anything we put our hearts and mind to if it's God is leading us that way. And one of the things that I think made a huge impact on me is I remember at someone um, training on this, that, you know, your circumstance is not like anyone else's, that you can't let your circumstance define you, let it refine you, right? So we can't decide on how, what our life is going to be like. Um, you just have to go ahead and say, oh my goodness, I'm going through this experience and I'm going to let this refine me in the future. And one of the things too is your business is yours, right? You can't operate your business exactly like somebody else's because you're different from that person. We each have our own unique set purposes. Um, we are unique from anyone else. We have our own gifts. We have our own talents. And I really pray with my heart that you will seek out what your gift is. You will seek out from him what your purpose is. And when you do that, you can let go of all that comparison of you can't do being able to do something to being like, I can, because God has led me to, and I'm going to do it in this way. And that's what my prayer is for you is that you will pray about your business. You will seek your gifts. You will get your guidance from jewelers that are amazing and um, rocking it in areas of your, your weaknesses um, have a plan and be focused on that plan. And I, that will really help you grow. Oh, that's great. I appreciate that. You know, um, I think a lot of jewelers can be really encouraged by your story. Um, a lot of people can relate because life brings so many changes. I love what you said. Uh, your circumstances, um, they was that again, it may define you. They, they don't define you. They might, they refine. They don't define you. They refine you. Yes. That's what it was. Yes. I love that uh, because we face all kinds of circumstances and uh, that doesn't make us who we are, uh, but they will make us better at who, at who we are. So I love that. And you have been a living example of a woman who's growing through all of these seasons. But I want to get to the lightning round because okay. we'll kind of tack this on the end. And this is where I'm just going to ask you some five quick questions and and uh, you just answer the first answer that comes to you right to your gut. So you ready for the lightning round? I'm ready. All right, Aaron. What is your favorite piece of jewelry? Any of the engravable pieces. Any of the engravable pieces. I love that. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you drink your coffee? Black. Black. What time of the day do you wake up? Up between 5 and 5.30. A.M., I presume. Yes. <laughs> yeah, very good. And uh, what's the one thing that you do that gives you your energy? My family. Your family. Very good. What's one place that you want to travel that's still on your bucket list? I'd say anywhere in Europe, but definitely Italy. Anywhere in Europe, but definitely Italy. Yep. Love that. Well, hopefully you'll get there someday. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure your husband made it there in the Navy days. He but did. Uh, Yeah, didn't take you. No, well. no. Well, he was on a ship and I wanted to go so bad. And so he <laughs> yeah. talks about it a lot. And that's oh, why I really want to go. <laughs> oh, very good. Well, I'll pray that happened for you. That's thank great. You. <laughs> Aaron, thank you so much for joining us and taking time out of your schedule to just to, to pour into the, the premier family. And uh, so everyone can learn from your experience and uh, be better at what God has for them. So thank you so much, Aaron. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us today. For more stories about enriching lives and training tips for growing your business, subscribe to the Chic Space podcast.